Hey guys, what's up? It's Eddie from Upcoming Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today's episode is so powerful, man. I talked to a young man by the name of John. See, John had a tough beginning. From five years old, seeing his parents divorce. I'm talking about in school time, being with his mom in summer vacation, being with his dad. To then doing really good in school, academically, and in sports. To then finding out that he has a blood disease. That then becomes... Um, lymphoma cancer even through this tough time he's still fighting still crushing it is able to overcome this this cancer and then now doing what he loves being able to give hope to others the same way he got hope when he was in tough times I don't want to give too much away I I want you guys to listen to this whole episode to the end and help us support him and what he does without further ado Here's the episode. Exactly. So first of all, John, you know, let me uh, start off with thanking you for coming on. You know, I know it's tough and I know uh, just to, you know, communicate through social media and be able to get you on is amazing. But uh, we had our our challenges in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But um, thank you for coming on, man. And uh, let me, you know, we're going to get to it. I want you to first, you know, you know, talk a little bit about you, uh, a little bit about your past and, and a little bit about your story. Um, and then uh, we'll get to the good stuff. But um, first, you know, I want to tell you what you're getting yourself into. Right. Yeah. Um, this podcast is called Upcoming Entrepreneurs. So my goal with this is to interview entrepreneurs, people that are on the grind right now. You know, and sometimes the entrepreneurs are not, quote unquote, entrepreneurs. They're just hustlers in their own jobs, you know, trying to get by. But at the end of the day, we all have a story to tell. And we all can learn from each other's stories, you know? So definitely, man, I want to thank you for coming on. And I definitely want to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh is the one who actually uh, who uh, told me about you and, yeah. and said, hey, you know what? He has an amazing story. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, Josh is such a good guy. He's always looking out for everyone else, too. Oh, he's, he's amazing. Makes him special. Yeah. But um, let's, 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 let's talk a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, so I guess I'll just start start from the beginning. Um, I was born in uh, Philadelphia, uh, West Side. Um, grew up there only for about five years. Um, I had an interesting childhood because my mother is Caucasian and my father is Hispanic, to be quite honest. They're mm. completely opposite of each other. Um, one of those kind of parent relationships where you don't even know how they met <laughs> or how it happened. Um, you know, those are out there and that's my, uh, that's my parents, uh, biological parents. So they, they divorced when I was five, which to be honest is not surprising whatsoever. Um, my father stayed in Philly and, and my mother is originally from Connecticut. So when I was five, I, we moved, um, to Connecticut where my mother is from. Um, so I did most of my kind of growing up, um, between here in Connecticut where I still reside and Philadelphia. Um, I would do my school kind of here, and then I would go to the summer um, in Philadelphia to spend the entire summer with my father. So I had an interesting childhood because there are differences, um, not only with my father and my mother, but, um, you know, maybe places in general like Philadelphia, where we were from, and even Camden, New Jersey, which isn't the nicest of areas, um, and then um, Connecticut. So interesting childhood but I also loved it to be honest I loved kind of seeing the different perspectives from from both sides 
um, had a great um, high school um, experience. I was a soccer player. Um, so I played, played okay. soccer in high school, went to college, played soccer there, um, did pretty well, to be honest. Um, was And then kind of getting into, into the story that Josh, I know, had, had spoken about was going into my senior year. Um, I was going in as, as soccer captain. Um, and I was diagnosed with a blood disease called aplastic anemia, which would eventually form into a lymphoma cancer. Um, so I went through a long journey, um, you know, from just being completely normal, in a sense, uh, college student, college uh, soccer player, um, to going through all of that for a few years. A lot of battles, not just with myself, but with, with uh, you know, my family kind of hurting from it and friends. Um, especially when I had a lot of guys on the team that looked up to me and thought that I was in a sense invincible when, you know, you know, I'm not. So, uh, you know, a lot of tough times then, um, for sure. And and a long journey. And there's obviously a lot that can be said about it. Um, but I got through it and, and the, you know, the percentages weren't necessarily on my side. Um, but I just kept, uh, I kept grinding just like I, you know, grinded on the field. I kind of took that into the hospital room. Um, and continue to to work hard and do everything that I could control. And, uh... Let me. Um, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I. I, I mean, I, I. I believe that this part is is very important, and I want to dig a little deeper. Um, you know, so if if I may, please, uh, I want yeah, to dig a little deeper. Um, because I haven't been in this situation. I can. I can't even imagine. You know how I would be, but when you got the first notice or the, yeah, when they first told you about this, um, what was going through your head? You know, like, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, it's, yeah, (laughs) it's one of those things where, um, I didn't, I didn't quite believe it. I mean, just like, again, I hadn't been exposed to anything like this in my life either. Um, you know, all my family members are healthy, Um, and I thank God for that. So this was just something that really came out of nowhere. I wasn't even quite aware of, you know, you know, you hear of blood diseases, you hear of cancers and stuff like that, but it truly did not have an impact on my life. So to kind of hear it come out of, um, you know, doctor's mouth was, was quite a whirlwind. And to be honest, I don't think I quite believed it for, for a little bit, um, which is, which I think pretty normal when, when you're, when you're someone that has a lot of things going well in their life. And then, you know, something like that comes along and, and, and hits you pretty hard. I I do think it takes a little bit of time to adjust um, and, and understand that, you know, oh, wow, this is, this is actually happening. Um, And I think that also goes to, you know, my friends and family. They're used to seeing me on the soccer field you know, score goals and, you know, tackle people and be a very good player. And, and in, in the classroom, I was, I was a Dean list student. So, you know, I worked hard, not only on the field, but for sure off the field. So to see me go from being that kind of person to, to, to pretty much not, um, it was, it was tough and it did take some time. That's, that's for sure. Now, what what was it that that made you make the the switch? You know, um, because 
we all go through yeah. tough times, you know, and, and there's going to be tough times in the future too. But if, if someone that's going through something similar um, can maybe hear something that, that you did or something that, that, you know, got you the, the, the epiphany moment, you know, where you're like, you know what, I can beat this or, or um, what was it, you know, maybe, maybe so that people can see that, Hey, yeah, you know, and, if he did it, I can do it. Um, yeah, that happened in regards to, me to beating it. I, I honestly, to be honest, there wasn't quite a moment in, you know, let's say a two or three year period where I did not think I was going to. Um, and that's something that's not actually very common necessarily um, in, in the industry and in health industry. Um, and, and mentality is a huge thing to it. Um, I work in the health industry now and, and mentality is, is a huge part of a patient's kind of, um, outlook and, and, and success. And in my opinion, you know, the doctors are very focused on physical stuff. Um, but mental stuff to me is just as important or even more important. Um, and I will say one thing I do take pride in and I take pride in, my friends having a very strong mindset as well is, is there really wasn't moments where we just didn't think it was going to happen for me. Um, and that we didn't think I was going to get, mm-hmm. get past it. Um, and certainly, and maybe that's just cause I'm, maybe it's just cause I'm stubborn <laughs> in a sense. Uh, you know, I just, I just really for not for a second did I, did I think that, um, and I understand that's not quite, um, always usual. And don't get me wrong. I had bad days. Like, I don't want it to sound like, um, my mentality was Mm -hmm. invincible because it was not, I had very, very bad days on a mental scale as well. But even on those bad days, I was, I was, I was always good about kind of bouncing back. And, and at the end of the day, I understood that there really was no other option. Like I didn't, what was I going to do? Uh, you know, just lay back and, and and let it hurt me and let it hurt my friends and let it hurt my family no it it wasn't an option for me so so i i made it black and white i made it this or that and i decided i had the option to you know sit back or i had the option to fight and do everything i had um or could do in my control and that's what i decided i was going to do from pretty much day one i decided i was going to listen to the doctors see what they said figure out where we need to go from, from that day on and, and just make it happen. Do everything I can to, to make it happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, it reminds me of a, uh, I was listening to uh, an interview by um, Tom Bailey and uh, David Goggins. And I've said this in, in my past uh, interviews, but this one spoke to me more now. That um, he was in uh, the, the Navy SEAL or something like that. And um, when he was out there, you know, fighting Iraq and he was going to go through this door, you know, that could be, you know, there could be a bomb rigged on it or there can be like guys with machine guns on the other side. I mean, he says it better because yeah. I don't know the terminologies and stuff, but he says it better. And he says, when I was going to be ready to open that door. It was like I was yeah. going to open that door. You know, I was going to kick that door and, and go in. And if I was to die, I was to die. But I, I didn't want to be remembered as the scared guy who cracked open the door. No, like I'm going to kick that door open and go, you know, head on. And and it just reminded me as you were speaking, like, like in some sense, that was you. Like, you know what? It, it, you know, I don't want to go, but if I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go fight. 
Like I'm not just going to lay down and, and, and just take it. It's like, I want to be remembered as the person who went 100%, fighting. 100%. And that's, that's exactly, you know, not only what I had in my case, but when I, when I see patients now and patient families and when they're taking it on in so many cases, um, you know, that is a helpful way of going about it. And, and again, mentality is everything. And, and when I was, you know, in there, I was saying the same thing to my friends. I was like, guys, listen, this is a shit situation. We all understand that. But if we're going to do this, we're going to, we're going to do it. And, and we're going to fight. And not only are we going to fight for myself, but we're going to help, you know, the other patients fight for, fight for themselves as well. Um, and, and one thing you understand once you're, you know, in the industry that, or in the community that gets affected, like something like this, just like other communities out there is, you become close with others as well in it. So it wasn't just important for, you know, myself to, to kind of battle this chaos, but, um, you know, it was important for us as a community and, you know, my friends to also support, support other patients out there that might need their help. Man, I got goosebumps just by <laughs> hearing you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sorry we cut you off, and and but I wanted to definitely go into it deep and just kind of see of what course. your mindset was. And 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 in real, in real life, like in life and and anything general, you know, you you have to attack life in this same situ- same scenario. Like, you know, it, it, do you want to be remembered as the person who just laid back and let everything, you know, happen how it happens? Or do you want to fight and fight and fight and fight until your last breath? You know, whether it's in business, whether it's in finance, whether it's in relationship, like, are you going to just lay back and take it or you're going to fight until until your last breath, you know? And, you know, I, I credit a lot of, um, you know, how I reacted to things and how, again, my, my friends and family, and I will continue to keep, keep saying friends and family because, uh, they honestly, I will never kind of just say this was ever myself. Um, so I try and never, never just say I, 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 when, when this stuff comes up. So, um, you know, they were clearly involved as well. And I will always say that all of us combined, you know, we, in a sense, were successful with this because not, it's not like we woke up one day and, and, you know, decided how we were going to approach cancer. We, we, we knew how we already approached life and we already knew how we approached the field um, of athletics and we already knew how we approached academics um, and some of us, you know, with jobs at that point as well. And just like you said, in terms of it's not just, you know, it's not just cancer, it's how you approach other things, it's how you approach business, it's how you approach your relationships, it's how you approach, um, you know, your personal life in general. Um, and that's exactly what I credit everything that happened to me too. I, I don't think I just, you know, woke up on the day that I was told this and, and then changed. I just, I honestly think that all of this credit goes to yes, who I was before, how I approached athletics, um, you know, understanding that hard work was going to get me to a place that I wanted, understanding that academically the hard work was going to get me there understanding that my mentality for years i understood i understood thankfully at a younger age that my mentality was so important to to my health um and my friends Mm -hmm. did as well and and you're right that's how you 
should approach business. And it's not just one category of life, but it's, it's many of them. Yep. So, so I'm how old are you right now? Okay. And, um, what do you, what do you, you said something you were in the medical field, but tell me a little bit more about that. What is it exactly? Yeah, so you I do work right now? now for a company called Be The Match. Um, we do cellular therapy for these actually patients that, you know, have blood diseases and, and blood cancers. So they can actually receive um, what we call blood stem cell transplants. Um, that's something that I myself actually received and, and the reason why I'm, you know, walking vertically today. Um, so if a patient family or let's say a patient has a blood cancer, or blood disease, and they can't find a match um, within their family to, you know, donate blood stem cells or marrow, we find that, you know, match out there. And we, we carry a large registry and database of potential, um, you know, third party donors. So uh, if we find that donor, then we take them through the process of donating uh, blood stem cells, actually, uh, to cure a patient's disease. So um, I'm very, I'm very close, obviously still with, you know, the same industry that, that saved my life. So it's always been important work for me and, um, I'm happy to be still in it. Um, if, if by, by any chance, one of my listeners is going through something similar, where can they find you, man? Maybe they want to reach out to you. Maybe they want to just have a, a talk, you know, personal yeah, talk just absolutely. with you personally. Uh, where can they find you? Where would you be more engaged or, or, or what can they do? They can, to they get can in contact first reach out to me, you know, on social media, if that's easiest. Um, the Instagram is just John J O N and then D Casanova, D E C A S A N O V A. Um, of course, if they want to email me, even at my work email, um, which is just my first initial J and then my last name, D Casanova at RIBC.org. Um, I will absolutely make sure that I can do everything um, I can to help them out. Um, and if I can't, then I'll be sure to make sure that I get them to someone that can. Um, so, so yeah, that's where they can, they can reach me. And of course I'll, I'll help them any awesome. way I can. That's awesome, man. Um, so let's, let's change this a little bit of the topic, man. I love it, man. And I love what you're doing, man. And, um, coming on to this, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, this much of, uh, of the conversation, but, but I really love it. And I, and I think it's very powerful and not only is it, you know, powerful for, you know, uh, within the cancer section, but I, like if you, if my listeners can see it as an either business level, financial level, um, um, relationship level, any health level, whatever it is, if you guys can see it, just the mindset that you, that you need to have to do any of these things, it's similar. It is, you know. But um, let let's uh, let's 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 switch yeah. it up a little bit. <laughs> um, and now I do see that that you on your Instagram you have a lot of like pictures with patients and and um, um, besides that I do see like you you maybe have some like health. Like, I don't know, do you exercise, uh, mountain <laughs> climb? I see you here. Uh, I, uh, what is it that you do I did for go fun? I Costa Rica this <laughs> summer, so that was, um, that was, that was a blast. Um, got a lot of good exercise there. Um, I do exercise. I, I try and, to be honest, exercise for me has been just a part of my life that, that is just something that I will ever, will forever hold on. 
um, not only from a physical standpoint and just it being important um, to your body for, for so many reasons, but for me, it's actually even more so a mental standpoint. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people, um, it is as well. And I'm, I'm one of those. I think it's just, it's important for me to get in the gym. And even if it's not in the gym, being active in, in some manner, I've always been a happier person when I'm active. And, and for me, I feel like I'm a better person when I'm, when I'm doing that stuff, getting those endorphins out and, uh, yep. and enjoying life more actively. Yep. Yep. Um, do you believe I in do. God? I do. And I will say it's been a struggle at times. <laughs> um, I do. I was, I was raised <laughs> by a very Christian lady, my mother. Um, my father's Catholic. Um, and, and my mother is very, very Christian. We, we actually still go to church. I know she's there every Sunday and I try and get there as much as I can if I don't have work. Right. So yes, I did. And, and that um, was, I will say that was something that, that truly, truly helped um, us again as a family get, get through those, those bad times. And to this day, it, it still helps. Um, you know, everyone has bad days and, and that guy is my source of hope. Um, and I'm forever grateful. I, um, the, the reason I ask is because, um, I mean, for my listeners, it, it, at the end of the day, it's whatever you believe in. Yep. If it's the law of attraction, if it's a uh, mysterious force, if it's uh, Mother Earth. But um, in my case, it's going to yep. be God. You know, And I think that God gives us a purpose. And sometimes we are in difficult situations. I mean, as I'm listening to this, what I'm thinking. Sometimes we're in difficult situations and it doesn't make sense. But if God was to pull the curtain back and say, look, John, this is your life here. This is what you're going to be doing. This is why you need to go through these things. And you're just like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. I have to go through this situation so I can get there. Okay, I get it, God. But because we don't have that, at the end of the day, it's all up to faith. Believing that, that what you're going through, if, if you guys are going through a tough time, believing that what you're going through is yeah. for a bigger purpose. And, and I, I, you know, as I'm listening, I'm like, like, this had to happen for you to go through this path. Now, I can only imagine how many people you've helped or are helping at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and obviously in that moment, you know, as anyone would, you, you struggle with it. Um, but in the end, you know, mm -hmm. he always answers your call and he always, like you said, opens that curtain and, and shows you right off the bat, you know, why he did, why, why he let it happen. Um, and, mm -hmm. and no, it's, it's not easy, but, but if you open your eyes and, and you do look and you do see it, um, the understanding will come. Yeah. And, and, and it goes also with, um, with uh, Steve Jobs, you know, what, what he said. He says um, that you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots yep. going backwards, which means that it doesn't make sense right now. But once you get to this certain level of success, once you get this le certain level of, of uh, gratitude, it makes sense. You, you connect them, the dots back when you say, oh, that had to happen for me to get here. And for me to get here, this had to happen for this. And this is why I'm here now. That makes sense now. If this would have never happened, yeah, I would absolutely. not be. Yeah. So for anybody who's in tough times right now, understand that, one, you're not going to be there forever. And two, it's, it's something that has to happen for you to get to the next level. 
So, John, tell me, man, um, what books, man? What books do you read if you read? I do read. Um, I read an assortment of books. The, um, one of the latest ones I read was by Simon Sinek with, you know, Start With Why. Um, okay. And I liked it. I liked it because I do believe I do believe that why factor and and it's something I actually think a lot of businesses and co- even corporations these days, which which sometimes take a little bit of time to adjust. I do think that they are picking up on certain things and they they understand that yep. that they can't just run employees necessarily that the way that they are and that their employees do need to have a why factor to them. Um, so um, I've I've read the book too, and it's a really good book. But uh, for my listeners to a little grasp a little bit, maybe even start reading it. Um, if they are starting a business, um, you know why? Why you do you think that they should start with why and not with how much can they make if between what field they go into? Because they'll burn out if they don't. So like if if they just go into something you know for a what or how or um you know because of the money or whatever it may be they they might they might on a short-term level be able to do what they do and for all i know they might be happy at it for a little bit as well but but if you don't have that why factor it will catch up to you um you know and and i'm sure and i'm i've had it even in my own life and and it's just one of those things where once you start thinking about why and then go in that direction um, for the long term, it will be beneficial. Not only again, um, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective for your money, for your pockets, but for your mentality. And again, you won't, you won't burn out. I do think without that, why you will burn out as a human. What's your why? My why is, is a lot of things. I, I've, I grew up, you know, someone that, um, you know, really, really wanted to provide and, and give things to my family that they didn't necessarily have. Um, and I've also wanted to be sure that maybe I made an impact on humanity one day. Um, I believe the quote is by Horace Grant, but don't don't quote me on his name. Um, but he has a he has a quote saying, um, "Be ashamed, be ashamed to die until you have won a victory for humanity." And that's something that's that's wow. stuck with me for for a little while now since I've actually heard it years ago. Um, and it, and to me, it's not necessarily like I need to be a Steve Jobs or I need to be a you know a you know um a mark zuckerberg or you know anyone in the limelight but i i do think that i want to feel at the end of my life like i i was a positive impact on humanity um so yeah maybe it starts with a simple thing like recycling that i'm pretty i'm pretty ocd about um and maybe it grows from there but but that's a quote certainly that that has touched home and and i think that is important not only to think about uh, my personal life and how I can succeed, but how I can positively affect humanity um, and this world that we're in. That's awesome. That's really good, man. Let me ask you, um, how long have you been in your, in your career? Uh, about two, two to three years, two to three years now. 
Are you burned out? I am not. I am not. Are you close to being burned um, out? No, I am not. Um, and I and I do think there is a difference between, um, I would say, being burnt out in in a certain position versus like the industry itself. So so yeah. I definitely yes. talk to friends sometimes where where they love the industry that they're in. Um, they're obsessed with it, but maybe they're not happy about the the specific, you know Decision. job that they're doing at that point. Or they think they can do more. Mm-hmm. They think they can adjust kind yeah. of their their thing that they're doing. Yeah. Um, do you feel uh, fulfilled in 100%. what you do? Um, you know, being able yep. to look patients and patient families in the eyes, and and being able to offer them hope. I mean, hope is a powerful thing. And when, when you can give a patient of a blood cancer or blood disease hope, which doesn't necessarily, you know, come per se with the rest of the cancers out there. Um, But in our industry of blood cancers and blood diseases, we do have a lot of hope with marrow transplants. Um, And so when we can provide that, and, you know, see a mother or father's face, sisters, brothers, etc. cetera, um, and understand that we can give them their son, their daughter, their mother and father a second chance at life pretty much the same, the same way I was given a second chance at life and the same, the same face I saw when my mother understood that my transplant worked and I'd be a healthy boy again that she saw running around the field. Um, you know, it's a special thing. And there's really there's really no explaining it unless you're you're in the room and and you see the emotion on the face and it's beyond seeing even pictures of it it's it's being in the presence of of these of these people that for so long you know have probably gone through so much suffrage and then being able to to finally again see those faces that understanding that there is actually light at the end of the tunnel and that and that we can provide that for them um, that'll never get boring to me I love it man and I want I want to let you know why I kind of want to explain why I went this route and why yeah. I asked these questions for my listeners did he at one point say he doesn't get bored he doesn't get because he makes a lot of money because he's <laughs> filthy rich because money this no he never said that he never he he talked about the impact and li- uh the lies he did the the giving the hope you know and and if anybody's trying to start a business and trying to think of what to do start why, start with why why do you want to do this certain, go to this certain industry you know do what you love I, I mean i was reading this book book uh the alchemist and i've i've talked about it in a previous podcast but um the main character was successful i'm talking about major success but the main character was not fulfilled now if it what the main character needed to do is go back home you know keep that success but be but he had to do certain things to be fulfilled success and fulfillment are two different things yes we want both but if you just go for success do you just go for the money it doesn't mean necessarily you're going to be fulfilled and and as I'm listening to you, man, like like 
it's safe to say that you're fulfilled, man. You're doing what you love, regardless of how much. Of course, I'm not saying you know nobody wants the money. No, course, we will take yeah. the money. Like, yeah, we want more money to be able to help more, you know, and, and live a better life to be yeah. able to provide. And yes, and and but even if we're not getting the money just yet, we feel fulfilled because of what we're doing. I I've done different businesses. I've said it in my previous podcast. I've done I've done Amazon. I've done um. Uh, flipping cars. I've done a lot of things, but I haven't feel fulfilled like I do now with this podcast. Why? Because I meet people, great people like you, you know, listen to your guys' amazing stories. It touches me and I'm hoping that it touches my listeners. Like you said, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to to mean that the money isn't part of the equation. I mean, I think we all understand that we have to put roofs over our heads and and don't get me wrong. Like I grew up, I grew up, uh, you know, in a business family. My mother, you know, still owns her her small business, and I grew up helping out and and doing that. And to this day, I still do a little consulting with them. But you know, at the end of the day, I would never start again. Like you said, I would never start my why with with that. I would never start my why with mm-hmm. with yeah. At the end of the day, I want to see all this profit. Um, yeah, of course I do. Yep. But but it's not my why. Yep. Um, I, I expect the profit to come after, after my why, not before it. Yep. Um, sorry. Uh, what, what else book do you have? I, I mean, this, I want you guys to understand that we don't plan this. We don't have a script. <laughs> <laughs> this is just free balling. I like to be raw because I want to hear your real self and I want to talk based on what I'm feeling. And so if, if you guys, if, if you guys feel like I'm all over the place, I apologize. It's just, this is the real of course not. <laughs> you know, but um, I'm sorry to cut you off again. Uh, what bo- what other book did you have? Another book, or was that just the one? Um, I there was actually one other book that um, I read, and it actually doesn't. I I'm actually blanking on you know the the title of it, which isn't a good start. But I promise you, it, it had a huge impact. I just had listened. <laughs> I just had read it. I'm promise I you, it's it good. <laughs> um. And it was actually a friend of mine that recommended it, but it was by a by a psychologist named Brenna Brown. Um, it was it was oh, all no. about vulnerability, um, and it was something that you know I don't think it, it was definitely an off-topic book. Uh, yeah, I, you know, read a bunch of I think entrepreneurial books, um, but this one was about vulnerability, and it just it just hit hard and just how important actually opening yourself up and being vulnerable, um, you know, create success, not only in, you know, the business world, but, um, you know, your personal life, etc. And, and to succeed, you need to open up and, and make those leaps. And I think many people don't because they're not willing to become vulnerable um, and accept that, Mm-hmm. That failure is a thing that happens in life, a thing that should happen in life, and you don't grow without it. Um, so that was another book that I, I had read years ago that that truly actually, um, you know, I think put me in a, a better direction um, for certain and understanding mm-hmm. that it's it's okay to actually fail and, and be vulnerable. Well, you definitely have to uh, find that title for me, man, and send it over and then I could probably put it in the in the description here, you know, in the future, but definitely, um, I like psychology books, you know, so that's what I'm really interested. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So I, I gotta, 
I got w- one last question, you know, before I end it. Um, I don't have anything else, man. Um, but if you have anything you want to say to my listeners, um, a question for me, maybe. Um, by any chance, do you have anything? Um, I just looked up that book because I want to make sure we got that on. It's called Daring Greatly. Cool. Daring greatly. I'm looking it up right now. Yep. Daring greatly. Daring greatly by Brené Brown. Um, highly recommended. Different, definitely okay. off topic, especially if a lot of the listeners here are, you know, used to, uh, you know, business books, whether it be marketing, entrepreneurship, um, mm-hmm. etc. But but I, I'm a true believer in educating myself and being open towards all categories of kind of life. And this is a different yep. one. And I think that, you know, solidifying one part of my life, especially on a personal or mental level, is going to help me in business at the end of the day. So, so I, do, I do recommend it, even if people aren't used to going that route. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. My final question in your own words, yes. man, uh, what is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur. Um, okay. I will say, I will say this. Um, I do look at my mother per se, you know, who has a business, just the simple fact that she's running a business. She's doing it on her own terms um, and has been doing it successfully for years now. I do, I do look at her as an entrepreneur, um, but I also do think it's a little bit more to that. I mean, I think it, Again, it doesn't necessarily, my eyes need to be someone that owns a business, but someone that can look at the world that we live in, understand adjustments that need to be made, um, and and execute on that, create leverage from themselves, and then mm. execute on that. Um, it's an ever-changing world, and I think entrepreneurs are the people that understand that. I think entrepreneurs are the people that can adjust to those changes not only on a weekly or monthly basis, but a daily basis. And, mm. and at the same time, while they're doing that from a business perspective, I think it's important. And I think entrepreneurs are people that from a personal perspective, don't change who they are in order to do so. Because many of us do, I think, you know, we change ourselves in order to be something that, you know, someone else wants or, a company wants, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think entrepreneurs are those people in the world that stay true to themselves and not only make those adjustments on a business side, but they don't make those adjustments on a personal side. They stay true to who they are. I like that, man. As you were talking about that, it reminds me of a quote that I heard from Jay Shetty. Do I you do. know who Jay Shetty is? Um, it's not his quote. He got it from someone else. I don't remember the name, so, but I heard it from him. Um, he says, hopefully I say it right. He says, uh, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not who I think I am. He says, I am who I think you (laughs) think I am. I don't know if you got that, but it, it kind of says the same thing as you, like, like all of us are trying to be what we think that person or that company uh, thinks mm-hmm. we should be, you know, so it's not even the right mindset. You know, we're just trying to live in this fake world with fake resumes saying fake things just to get the job, just to get, you know, 
be like just to and it's like until you realize who you are and you be real to yourself now like i always say not everybody's gonna like you but that's fine because the right people are gonna like you if you're an entrepreneur and if you're a hard worker and, and, and you just dedicate yourself to working hard and a family man the party guys the party girls they're not gonna like you because they're party people they mm-hmm. like to party they hang out with party people, yeah. you know? Now, if you're an entrepreneur that likes to party, then yeah, you have something in common, but not everybody's going to like you and, and that's fine, but you start attracting sure. the right people. So, you know, as you were saying, an entrepreneur, stop being someone that you think that they are, you know, want you to be and just be yourself and, and, and things the, start like you up. said, the right people will, will like you, the winners, the winners will like you. The winners yep. will find you. They'll see you. Yep. Um, when they meet you, they'll they'll know that you're not a loser, and and yep. and that's important. All right, John. So I don't have I don't have anything else, man. Um, thank you, thank you for coming oh, on. Oh, thank, thank you, you for I'm, sharing. I'm honored. I'm honored. Truly. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story, man. Um, is there anything else you want to leave the listeners? Um, maybe something to check out. I don't know. Just uh, just keep grinding. Just go go with your gut. I think a lot of people, you know, don't follow their gut feelings and and where they think that they need to be and where they need to go. And um, but at the end of the day, just keep just keep being you. Kind of piggybacking what we were just talking about. Just keep being you, um, because you know, like like we hear all the time you know, you're the only person that you can be and everyone else is taken. Right. So, yep. so just keep being you and, and that's the only way you'll truly be successful. That's the only way you'll truly be happy with your why um, is, is if you find a way to be you in, in the world that we live in.